Before we get going with today's podcast, I just want to jump on here for a second and personally invite you to a one-off brand new masterclass that I am hosting on Thursday the 16th of May. How to scale your online business to six figures and beyond. So if you are a course creator, a membership owner or a coach, then this is for you. I'm sharing with you my most effective strategies to become the go-to person in your industry and grow your online business. I will cover how to build your audience, how to craft an irresistible offer and how to master your launch strategy so that you will know the most effective way to grow your audience and build your email list fast, know how to craft an offer that your audience will love and create a launch that fits with you and enables you to sell with ease. And why should you come and listen to me? Well, I started doing this almost 10 years ago and the very first client I worked with back in 2016, I helped him launch his very first membership. He had a done for you product and a one-to-one product and we created a membership. In his first launch, he got 130 members, bringing him in about 60,000 in income every year. Now, He has built a suite of online products that is bringing him in way over six figures every single year. This is going to be an awesome masterclass. You're going to get so much good stuff to take away with you to be able to use in your business. So to grab your free place, go to TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash masterclass and I will see you there. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast episode 147. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast, and I'm your host, Teresa Heathwaring. If you're a marketer, business owner, or entrepreneur that is frustrated and overwhelmed with all the constant changes in digital marketing and social media, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Each week, I share with you easy, insightful, and actionable steps that you can use to grow your business. So let's get started. Hello, and welcome to the very first. Thursday, proper Thursday episode. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm really excited about this. So I have told you what it's about, but let me just briefly go over what the scenario is here. As I said to you in my little special episode last week, my small rant, that I was tired of seeing lots of examples of marketing that wouldn't necessarily work or weren't as realistic to small business owners. And when I talk small business owners, I am one of those small business owners. Like there is a huge percentage of us who are there at that small business level. So I wanted to bring in amazing small business owners who are doing phenomenal things and not like the crazy, amazing stuff, but like just showing up and doing something and it's having an effect in their business. And also I wanted to bring in people who were doing things that I wanted to give you the confidence to do them as well. Now, at the time of me thinking about all this, about feeling fed up about all these people going, hey, I earn seven figures in three minutes, blah, 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 rubbish. um, Something else happened in my world. And the two things together inspired me for this. So one that happened where I kept getting all these people irritating me. And the second thing that happened was an amazing member of my academy did a Facebook Live and basically blew my mind in terms of what she got and how she came across that inspired me that I had to bring her on. And there we go. Out of those two scenarios came this new Thursday episode. So today it is my absolute pleasure to welcome Toria from Wild Iris in Ironbridge. 
How are you doing, Toria? I'm not too bad, thank you. How are you? I am really good. I'm very excited about this episode. I am super excited for people to hear what you did and what results you got. But first, let's start off by you sharing with my audience who you are, what is it you do, and how you got to do the thing you do. So I opened Wild Iris Boutique in Ironbridge last year, so July 2019. Um, I've spent about 15 years in retail prior to that working for the big boys, started mm. on the shop floor as a sort of part-time job at uni, fell in love with sales, worked my way up the ladder and eventually ended up running um, a whole retail estate from the operations perspective. Um, however, after two redundancies in the space of three years, I just decided enough was enough. Um, I yeah. wasn't going to have my heart trampled on again. And I've got that much experience working retail operations. It really gives you a sense of every single aspect of retail. It's one of the few jobs that touches every sector, every section of the sector. Um, mm. So I thought, okay, I'm, I'm going to do this on my own. I'm going to try this on my own. And if it fails, it fails. But I can do this on my own, on my own terms, um, and create something that ticks all my boxes. And do you know what? Let me just pause you there for a second. I have my own business and I know how scary that was. I could not imagine the fear in getting a business that has a building and you have to buy products to put into that building and everything that comes with that, because that feels like way more risk than what I took you know because ultimately I just sold my brain and that was as much investment I needed really whereas this for me this feels really scary was it terrifying it was beyond terrifying I was absolutely paralyzed by fear for so long and the whole run-up you know I I I found out about my redundancy in the April. I didn't leave until the May and I didn't open the boutique until the July. And that period in between was such a roller coaster of emotions. One day I was absolutely flying high, going to networking meetings, meeting suppliers, thinking, yes, I've nailed this. I've got something really special. And the next day my inner saboteur is just crushing me. So yeah. it was my husband I felt sorry for, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's not bad enough for us. Like they have to be on the receiving end mm -hmm. of it. Poor thing. <laughs> so just explain about the shop and about what sort of things you sell in there and your kind of ethos around it. So I knew when I was creating a brand, I wanted it to be different. I wanted to stand out from the crowd and I wanted to be an independent independent. You know, there are so many independent businesses and, and so many can fall into the trap of becoming a carbon copy of another shop they've seen in another part of the country and they just want to replicate it. And I didn't want to do that. So um, originally, I never really wanted to go into fashion. However, it seemed to it seemed to. <laughs> be very much desired in the area so there was there's nowhere really for clothes in the immediate vicinity so went into fashion my long-term passion is in jewelry that's what my my many many years of retail experience were in and mm. um, so knew I wanted to focus on jewelry but knew I wanted to be so much more than that I wanted to be a destination I wanted to create a tribe of 
loyal followers who enjoyed coming to see the boutique and see what was new so I came up with the concept of doing an artist of the month focus as well because I really wanted to promote local talented artists who were creating amazing things but didn't know how to get them to market Um, so I created the artist of the month focus um, and I also created a lot of groups within the the boutique as well so we have um, regular well when it's not COVID we have regular um, book club meetings we have regular um, well-being evenings and craft evenings and different things like that um, and always have something different going on so um, and then having spent some of my career in the charity sector as well giving back to society is hugely important to me so before I even opened the boutique I made um, relationships with local homeless charities and offered my services to clothe any women who were ready to get back into the world of work to actually clothe them ready for their interviews and give them mentoring and support and and mock interviews and things like that as well so that is just that is so good honestly like and this you're literally like I'm literally in the very beginning of, of doing these interviews and you already have prove to me why this is so valuable because in your world where you are and the difference you're making is huge like that is massive that also you've took something and thought of how else can I add value around this which is great because ultimately you could just look at this as a I'm a shop you can come in and buy stuff and instead of just doing that it was how can I feature local artists how can I then create more of a tribe around it because already like I love the fact that the book things and I love the fact of you know coming in and obviously you know that is is huge because as a small business and as an independent shop you need that tribe because you're also very lucky by the way if you're listening to this and I know my biggest audience is in the states I want you to google Iron Bridge because you're just gonna love it like it's a very historic it's a beautiful town it also happens to be literally minutes from where I live so uh, that means I can go and, and physically go and have a look at things which is ace but so let's just talk about COVID because you are a retail shop where people go in and buy. So COVID hit, tell me where your head was at. Um, at the point when COVID hit, so lockdown started on the 23rd of March. And that was approximately three weeks after we'd reopened from two weeks of closure due to floodings oh, in Ironbridge yes. as well. Yes, so, yes, yes, I remember. Um, we were already off to a really shaky start this year. Yeah. <laughs> lockdown hit and obviously nobody knew how long it was going to be for. Um, We didn't have a clue. So I allowed myself a bit of time to get a bit depressed (laughs) and process what was going on um, and feel really bloody sorry for myself. (laughs) Um, You were well-reasoned too, (laughs) absolutely. Because like I said, I'd completely forgotten that you'd had the floods at Wetchishim oh. because I, I very much knew about them. Uh, but your your shop is on the front of a river. And basically, we have the same problem every year where we live in Shropshire, but it floods a lot. But of course, so that was disastrous. Then to have this. So right. So you sat and went, I'm allowed to be sad and annoyed about this. That's OK, which it is. And then what happened? So then I picked myself up and I was just like, right, OK. What can I do? What can I do differently? People can't physically come in. Yes, I have a website. No, I've never really 
put much effort into it if I'm honest Mm -hmm. I've never really made many sales through it but it's still got potential so first thing was strip the website back to basics and really try and focus on how I wanted it to look and function and how I would shop on there yeah um and then and then came the bit I hated, which was taking photographs of loads and loads of stock. I um, am not I am not a creative person. In my mind, I am a really creative person. But you asked me to do something physical and tangible, and it all goes out the window. <laughs> so for me, taking photos was just like, oh, God. But I got it done. And then slowly sales started trickling through. And I thought, OK, I can survive this. We can do this what else can I do? So I came up with the idea of um, virtual personal shopping consultations. Because the thing about my business is that it's not just a boutique, it is me. And uh, Mm -hmm. it's taken me 12 months to realize it, but people come into the shop, not just for the product, but for me as well. Um, And so I wanted to give them the chance to have that at home, to have someone there going okay I see you I know what you like I know what your tastes are how about this it will fit you well because of this that and the other it will tickle your boxes because you like to do x y and z and still give them that level of personal service so I was still able to do that and then lockdown finished and there was still a huge amount of nervousness from the general public about coming out and shopping footfall was way 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 down but Ironbridge as well like you say it's a it's a it's a UNESCO World Heritage Site. So it's a huge yeah. tourist destination. We yeah. had no foreign tourism. We had no coach tours. No, no coach tours were disastrous like for us. Yeah. 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 Like midweek, you were just like, it's a ghost town. What is going yeah. on? This is summer. You know, lockdown lifted on the 15th of June. It was just unbelievable. Yeah. Which and what slowly. Have been a great time for you. Should have been manic. Yeah, But slowly but surely, by the time we got to August, we kind of felt like things were feeling a little bit normal. Yes, you were having to restrict the amount of people come in. Yes, you were having to sound like a broken record and ask everyone to put gel on their hands. Yes, you were having to deal with a very small minority of the public who were not very happy with you asking them to do such things. Yeah. <laughs> um, but all in all, it was a much, much better summer than I thought we were going to have given everything yeah. that was happening. So we were moving in the right direction and then getting excited for Christmas and then bam, lockdown 2.0. And my God, you know, for retail in the 10 weeks running up to Christmas, we do 40% of our annual turnover. So for me to find out I've got to close for the whole of the month of November has been terrifying. So you did a couple of things that I just think like when I when I speak on the podcast or when I train or tell people, hey, do you know, you should try this. I, I genuinely think they're like, yeah, no. Like, you know, they might think that's a cool idea. Not for me. I just won't give it a bit. Which is why you were so key to bring you on. Because the first thing you did or one of the first things you did, because there's two things that we talk about in particular, was you went live. So tell people about that live. How was it? <laughs> um, how did you describe it I think you described it to me the other day as not a full-blown production and I think that was that was possibly the kindest way you could have described it I was trying to be nice like <laughs> sort of like a you know as in I didn't want it to sound like I was being mean about it because you were great but I wanted to show or prove to people that like it it, it wasn't it wasn't no, like no. the lights cameras action but it was <laughs> 
perfect. It was perfect because it doesn't need to be. So, so you're basically there on your phone, aren't you? I'm guessing it was your phone. Yes, it was my phone. Yeah. So and you're in the shop. I'm in the shop, and it's. Uh, I think it was a day or two before lockdown was going to start. Uh, it was. It, we we knew lockdown was coming, but it hadn't quite started. Yeah. So in my head, I am in absolute panic mode how the hell am I going to support myself and how the hell am I going to support myself through Q1 next year because the sales I make in November December have to see me through till the end of March so I am proper cacking it at this point yeah yeah and um I think well okay stocking fillers that was the first thing that came into my head stocking fillers I've got loads of nice stock in let's show the people what I've got and if they like it they like it and if they don't they don't but quite frankly at this point I have got nothing to lose so hi everybody this is me um so we're going into lockdown it's fine I'm going to take you around the shop I've got some really nice things to show you oh now I need to turn my camera around oh uh how do I do this um right okay yeah yeah like literally I'm like what I'm one of these people that when I get an idea in my head I just steamroll with it whereas normally necessarily plan it all out no no (laughs) it's so it's so stupid like when I was when there's an employee I was like the planner. I had lists for lists for lists. And then for me, for my business, I'm like, oh, that's a really great idea. Let's do it now. It's like I've lost that team around me who go, well, hang on a second. Yeah, let's just, (laughs) how are you going to do it? Do you know how to do it? But you know what, right? The thing that I love the most about this is that fear of, so basically it's like the fear of doing it was smaller than the fear of oh my god I need to make money yes and that then made you do it because let's say like you know and I, I don't know I know well I know you and and you do lots of amazing things so you might be different but like there are a lot of people out there who think oh well I would I would do that but the but the fear is too great and there's no real motivation whereas for you you had no choice like this was coming so so you went and did this live and you were great. You were super <laughs> cool. You. you you had your camera facing away um, or, or showing a lot of stuff. There's a few points where you turned it back around and you kind of held things up, especially if it was like, I think, to see sizing and whether that was intentional or not, I don't know. But what happened, like, how did you feel as you were doing that live? Was there anybody on at the time? I felt like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, no, now I think about it, it was it was a Sunday morning. It was a gloriously sunny day outside and there was nobody about. So like first thing in the mornings in Ironbridge, really, really quiet. So I was like, right, I'll do this now. I'll get it over and done with and then I can chill out for the rest of the day and just serve customers. Sunday mornings, I don't normally see anybody. Do you know how many people walked in while I was filming that? Five, five people. And I'm, I'm like... I can't, I'm live on the internet. This isn't a recording I can stop and pick up again. I'm live on Facebook. I can see that there's a tally of how many people are watching me. And I've got people in the shop and I can't just, hi, sorry, I'm on Facebook, please excuse me. So I just kind of had to kind of motion to them and they kind of figured out what was going on. And I just wanted the ground to open up and swallow me. I was so embarrassed. The point is you didn't stop. and you. I didn't stop. And... One of the reasons I want to bring you on, and I just don't want to talk about this, but but generally, hey, what you got from it. But like, you put, bought up some socks, right? I and my did. daughter's called B, 
and there were these lovely bee socks with real bees, not the herbie. And um, and anyway, I was like, oh, they're perfect. So because I went and watched this video and saw these socks, I messaged you and said, can I have some of those socks, please? And you sent me photos of what was available because you showed me there was a few different ones. And then I went, yeah, great. Sorted out payment, done. And you sent them to me with some lovely bits, by the way, which I haven't been able to put up on social media as of yet because they're for my, because it's my daughter. I can't show anything until I've either like given it her or so. Um, but yeah, so that was wonderful. And how many people bought off that live, do you think? Um, I think sales straight away I probably got about 10 sales but there's been a number of sales trickle through afterwards I did one live months ago as well which was just um showing people how to use the jewelry cleaners that I stock in store and that honestly must be that video now must be six to eight months old I am still getting people coming in to buy those jewelry cleaners because they have seen that again you know a (laughs) high highly professional video with no mistakes <laughs> in it whatsoever um but that's yeah. also great about it if it's so authentic and, it's and definitely authentic you just had to get on and do it because you didn't have a choice so as if that wasn't impressive enough and you did that so if you're listening to this now and think I don't want to go live what if you get 10 sales what if 10 people see that and buy something from you like for literally four five minutes of your time yeah it like literally just showing people around the other than the fear of thinking I might look stupid I might say something wrong I might well so what so what if you do you've just got 10 sales like brilliant the thing that got me out of my head about this was very much thinking why am I scared what is it that's making me scared yeah and actually if I trust myself enough to own to open my own business and to sell to people face to face day in day out and know deep down that I'm bloody good at it. Yeah. Why am I scared about doing that on the internet? Why am I scared about not doing that with a person physically in front of me? That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So and you know I what? know I'm good at this, so just do it. <laughs> yeah. And what's interesting is I think people would think, well, yeah, but that goes to the wider world. But the truth is people aren't. There, the, the the trolls and the bullies out there aren't just waiting for you to do something so they can be horrible and if they do god I feel really sorry for them they've got nothing better to do with their time like so the truth is has anybody ever said anything mean about anything that you've done no absolutely yeah. not and you know quite frankly working with the general public for most of my career I've had more people say and do horrible things to me in person than has ever happened online <laughs> like perfect, perfect. so because I'm so conscious of time here, because we're literally like cramming in these episodes. But I want to say what you then did next. So that is the one thing that I wanted Tori to come on and talk about. But you took it to another level <laughs> that was amazing. So what did you decide to do next? So as I mentioned earlier, November is a really critical point for retailers in terms of um, income generation. So knowing that I'd got these four weeks of doors shut, I knew I had to do something different. And knowing that everyone's going to be sat at home, no one can go to the pub, no one can go, no, no one can go shopping, no one can go for a meal, no one can get to go with their friends. I was like, okay, let's do a virtual Christmas shopping night and make it fun. So I thought, well, 
no one wants to listen to me for God knows how long. So who can I rope in to help me with this? <laughs> so I thought, well, let's showcase some of these amazing artists of the month that I've got. So I got on five of um, my my now closest friends um, who are all featured in my shop, um, who were definitely even more terrified than I was. But we were unified yeah. in our in our desire to do something to not let lockdown beat us. And so I put together this evening, I did some, I did some paid for Facebook ads behind it. I did uh, a mail shout out to my mailing list and got everyone to share it as far and wide as they possibly could across Facebook. Mm -hmm. There was me and five local artists wearing Christmas jumpers, having a glass of Prosecco or two just to get us through the night. (laughs) Um, And then we did a live raffle. We did um, a prize draw um, for anyone who made a purchase and we had the live chat going and I was blown away by the amount of the amount of people who watched and the amount of people who interacted I was really worried that it was literally going to be me and five people on screen who were going to be like five deer in headlights and I was going to have to try and draw them out of themselves and then have nobody saying anything and then having nobody buying and god bless my my poor husband who sat in the back room having to deal with all the texts coming in for the raffle entries and all the emails coming in for the orders and go back and work out payment and so yeah but it was amazing I thought that the evening would last about two hours max we finished after three hours and 15 minutes um my voice was destroyed I was physically exhausted however I did take a week's worth of takings in one night which like (sighs) if you don't hear anything else from this episode bar that like just by going I'm I'm gonna try this like let's say no one turned up let's say it it didn't work the worst that would have come from that is I've just wasted and it wouldn't have been two hours because you wouldn't have stayed on two hours (laughs) wasted an hour of my life that didn't work never mind done but the truth was you were willing to take the risk and you know what happened everybody right so she she posted that she'd done the because unfortunately I had something on it exactly the same time because I was going to go to it so I went after the event to go and look at the live and I and I commented immediately going, this is ace, right, before I'd watched it. And then as I commented, I hit play. And as I often do, I have something playing somewhere as I'm doing something else. And I was like, oh, my God, this is just ace. This is unbelievable. Like the way you did it, the interaction, the creativity. And then when I heard those results, I was just like, Oh my actual goodness, that is amazing, absolutely amazing. And honestly, Toria, like those two examples were the whole reason why I wanted to do this Thursday because because of the fact that you took a chance, you stepped out of your fear for like ten minutes, you did something, it worked. You then upped it a bit, it worked. Like and and through a period of time where you could just be sat there on your hands sobbing, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, which is my normal default. (laughs) Don't we all, you know what I mean? (laughs) But like, honestly, that for me was just the most amazing thing. Like you literally are the kind of epitome of, of being a small business, being able to shift and move and take a risk. I mean, it wasn't, like I said, the only risk was to your time and to your like looking like you're feeling right. like an idiot, you know <laughs> someone be like what is this but like that honestly it all paid off so if you are listening to this and you are the 
slightest bit inspired, just go and do it. What's the worst that can happen? Seriously, what's the worst? Because for Toria, it paid off beautifully. So Toria, tell everybody where they can come and find more, because I know uh, that you are all going to want to go and have a look at Toria's site and social (laughs) and stuff. So tell people how they can find out more about you. So the website is wild-iris.co.uk. We're very active on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, We're at wildirisironbridge. Um, And yeah, come come and check us out and have a look at the website. There's new products going on there every day. And uh, look out for more really awkward lives from me. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for being the very first Thursday guest on the podcast. It's been a pleasure having you. Thank you so much for having me. It's a real honour. Fabulous. Okay, so if you enjoyed this episode, I want you to go and find Toria. I want you to go and tell her what how great it was and what you thought. I want you to go and give her a follow. And I want you to let us know what you thought of this episode because I'm really excited about these. I think you're going to get so much good stuff. And if you do a live, I want you to tag Tori and I in so that we can see and we can come and celebrate and high five you virtually. So have a great rest of your week and I will be back on Monday with another episode. See you then. Thank you so much for listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, then I would love it so very much if you were happy enough to head over to iTunes and give me a review. 